What's going on, everybody? We're back with another episode. I'm here with my buddy, Joel, from RK. Let's hop right in. Joel's an incredible human being, and I'm super happy to give any type of digital marketing advice I can possibly muster up this morning. So let's hop right in, man. Hey, how you going, buddy? Good. Good? Man. Yeah. Yeah, so um, I've got a company called Sudden Beauty down in Melbourne, Australia. Um, as you know, coronavirus hit pretty hard, um, so they've locked down everything down here. So since that hit, I've had trouble selling my product now. Mm-hmm. And um, that's where I hope you can give me some advice. Totally. Um, I'm actually going to enable screen sharing on this so we can kind of look at this together. Uh, so let's kind of break down your product, what you sell, where we can look it up, and let's start to look at some of that digital marketing on it. All right. So it's, um, I started with a microderma, braze, uh, microderma roller, which is a little rolling device, creates micro channels in the skin to absorb... Uh, any skincare product that you put on, which kind of led me to exploring and getting retinol and vitamin C serums. So mm-hmm. it's called Sudden Beauty. You can find it at Sudden underscore Beauty on Instagram. Is that or where you want sudden... to look first? Yeah. All right. Cool. We got you. Get that follow. Everybody, if you're not following them, make sure you go hit that follow button real fast too so you guys can follow along with us. Cool, man. So I really like what I see when I first log onto it. Um, I love the branding on it. I love the logo. It's super, super clean, super elegant. And uh, I can tell there's been a lot of thought put into this. Yep. Yep. Thank you. So let's, I always start out and let's say, who is your target demographic? Who are, who is this really supposed to be going to? That's something I'm still in the process of trying to find out through ads. Mm. So, um, at the moment it looks like the 18 to 20 year old females and the older, um, 36 plus females as well. Man, I love the consistency and the branding on this. This is like top notch. Yeah. I had some, I found a good photographer, product photographer, which, um, he did some really good content on it. I love the use of gray and the consistency of like that white and gray marbling and all your photos for that and really laying, really leaning into that idea. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. So when we're looking at this, you've got the roller, you've got a drop bottle and then we've got some type of cream, right? Correct. Yeah. So I'll just sell those in little bundle packs. Okay. And then would you say that's the best seller? Yep. Yep. My bundles are usually the best sellers okay. rather than just a set, the single product alone. Is this a Shopify store? Yep. Awesome. Cool. I pers- I'm, I'm in love with this, man. I think this is an incredible looking landing page. I love how clean and simple it looks. It's not overcrowded. Um, it tells me exactly what it does. My eye is guided perfectly through this. I mean, I think this is top notch. So at this point, is the main struggle looking at content or is it looking at conversions? Where do you see the biggest struggle with digital marketing right now? The biggest struggle is converting customers. So I think um, on the back end, it says my conversion rate's 1.13%. Okay. 
which, yeah, it used to be about 4% um, six months ago, and then it just dropped right down. So, yeah, that's, that's my struggle at the moment, just trying to convert customers. And I'm not sure why the – and the bounce rate is pretty high as well. It's around 50%. 50? Yeah. That's actually not horrible. It's not okay, great, well that's, right? But it's yeah. – I, when we first start working with companies, I typically see them in the high 90s or low 80s, somewhere in that range. So okay. 50% bounce rate, you know, it's not awful. Um, you know, there's always ways it can be better, but it's you're never going to have 0% bounce rate. And it's very rare that unless you're some, even Amazon, uh, from the numbers they tell us are in the high 20s and low 30s throughout different periods. Yeah, right. You're going to get it. Yeah. Um, okay, so something I shouldn't be too worried about. But um, I wouldn't worry about it unless you're peaking over like a 75, and then I would start to worry about it. Yep. So as I'm peeking around this, man, I, I really do love this. I think it's super clean. I think it's super, you know, it's very, it's very uh, systematized from what you would expect to see on up on like an e-com page right it's not like there's structural issues in the page to where it's like okay like i really don't know what to look at with it um mm. right and that that's a problem i see a lot of times is like i don't know where to look first where with this it's very clear it's very precise and the images really summarize a lot of what's going on with this so when you're running yeah, yeah. Ad, where are you sending them are you sending them directly to the product page or are you sending them straight to this uh first home page so, so I've got a marketing team that do that and I'm quite certain they send it straight to the homepage. Okay. Um, and then they've got a carousel ad menu that Perfect. goes to straight to the product. Yeah. Awesome. Um, yeah. I mean, outside of that, it could just be a matter of testing the audience size. Uh, do you ship internationally or are you only shipping inside of Australia? Just Australia. Yeah. Okay. So that could be part of it is that the market size is too condensed to where mm. it's something called ad fatigue. You'd be able to look at that based on the frequency number inside of your ad account. So anytime yeah. that an ad is hitting a frequency of over like a three, it means that the audience has kind of become fatigued of looking at that ad, which can cause conversion rates to go down like that. It might be just right. percent coincidental that it happened around the time of Corona but it could also be, you know, we're coming into the holiday season, we're coming into Black Friday season two, and we're seeing just a little bit of a dip inside of e-com mm. altogether. So people are starting to recognize, you know, I'm only a few months away from the holiday season. I need to start saving a little bit of money to put towards that. So kind of understanding that that's already on the horizon. Most shoppers aren't thinking about that, but the people that tend to be pretty financially secure and understand cash flow for their own personal life are already starting to look at these things. Um, right, know, yeah, I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't thinking of that. So that's a, a good point to make. So which one of these are you really looking to have as like the main holiday sale? And we can start going uh, into ways to optimize that or talk about that. It'll be the complete bundle. The complete bundle? Yeah. Are you going to be offering a holiday sale on this? Yeah, well, I've got some new products in the making at the moment that will be launching in about a month's time, which I want to sell on the new products. Okay. But let, let's go with this at the moment.
All right. So one of the things that I would like to see kind of tweaked a little bit is this paragraph right here. Anytime yeah. that we have a paragraph, our brain instantly goes, this is a lot of information. It's going to require a lot of calories for us to process this. So either I'm going to avoid it or it's going to take me time to move through it, which means if I'm moving through it, I have to really be invested. Yeah. Um, so good copywriting typically only has one to two sentences at a time. It's very rare that we'll see anything above two sentences being combined together before we layer in another indentation or we start a new paragraph. I know it's super okay. counterintuitive as to like how we were taught to write, but this is having that level selling of selling point of view we're selling yeah. something right so it's got to be separated i would almost think about leading with the bullet points um and then going into what it does for them for each product yeah okay yep and then i would i would find a way to restate the benefits not necessarily what it's going to do for like what the active ingredients are um, so like definitely having like the cream, the vitamin serum and the microderma roller, having that be like what you get and then right underneath it lists like key benefits instead of that. Okay. Benefit. Yeah. Okay. Right. So good bullet point and then key benefits. Right. That, that's really all they care about. They don't care about like these these drop down paragraphs, it's nice. The people that are going to read it are naturally going to be inclined to go through and read it even more. But you're yeah, looking at but it's not. it's not, it's almost an impulse buy, but it's really not. And that could be the yeah, other. Well, part yeah, that, that's, that's the thing with my product. It's, it's not really an essential, as say. It's more of a, just a splurge. Right. Um, the other thing with this is how often should I be repurchasing this? Mm. Right. Um, yeah. Do like, I, I don't, yeah. Do, do like ongoing memberships with this. So is it's there, a subscription. Right. So um, one time set it and forget it to where I'm automatically getting billed, you know, once a month for $99, but I'm guaranteeing that I get a new package every month. I've seen some uh, other skincare product companies do that. Um, is there an app on Shopify you can use There's for that? Or? Of them. Okay. Yeah. I'll send you a DM with the list of the best ones because I don't remember them off the top of my head. Awesome. I would, I would say those are the best things to look at. I like that you have even the different size rollers on there. Um, what are your thoughts on um, the uh, the little like uh, fifteen percent off or five left? Those little banners that you can get the apps for in Shopify to do like the uh, discount, the, like yeah, or you know, um, this is being watched or viewed ten times right now. Do you agree or disagree on using those? I usually don't do those. Typically, if we're going to do anything like that, it's pushing around a sale. Yep, so yeah. Inside of that sale, um, you know, we're only we're only offering this sale to a hundred people. Cut it off there. 
and then you don't even have to do that. But I'm typically not a fan of discounting prices. I'd rather see value ads come in. So we'll, instead of a discount, we'll give you a free t-shirt or instead of a discount, we'll throw in an extra roller, right? Whatever that is to be able to get yeah. them more value add in there because some people aren't value-based shoppers off of a price point. Some people are value-based off of what else could I get for my money that's a free add-on. Yeah, well, I've got an upsell on these for the roller, for mm -hmm. a half-price roller. I actually wouldn't mind that. Yeah, so when they go add to cart, it'll have a little pop-up. Okay. Boom. Okay, cool. Yeah, I, dude, I think you're 95% of the way there. I think what could really be hindering is depending on how you have your ad campaign set up. Typically, when we do ad campaigns for e-com stores, we're doing them in three levels. So we're doing a prospecting slash acquisition one, which is the first time top of funnel, right? Somebody's first coming out learning about you. Then we have mid funnel, which is typically a retargeting campaign. So they've hit the site, but they bounced or they hit the site, they added to the cart, but they didn't actually like move through a conversion. Yeah. Yeah. And then we have bottom of the funnel, which is a re-engagement based off of people who have watched all your videos, watched your content, or they've already purchased and now it's time after 30 days for them to come back and kind of move through that process again. That's how we typically set that up. So depending on how you have your ad campaign set up inside of the back end of Facebook or Google, um, making sure that you have all three of those and the right succession and making sure that you're pulling from your Facebook pixel data because you have your Facebook pixel on here. It looks like you've got uh, a yeah. add to cart already kind of optimized in there for that. So really leveraging that Facebook pixel data to be able to move them through and retarget them effectively through that. When we look at yeah. budget allocation across that, typically it's 50% at the top line and then 30% in the midline and 20% inside of the re-engagement. So that way we're constantly moving them through and having that strong, having 50% of it for the bottom two parts of that funnel really allows us to not be spending so much on customer acquisition costs, but really as we grow and move this thing up and further, really focusing on leveraging the people that have already hit the site the first time or second time, or they've spent time like deep browsing where they've spent more than three or five minutes on the site and really allowing them to come back through and build in that direction. Yeah. Nice. Cool. How about actual, um, the value of the ad? So at the moment I've got just micro influences and just footage of, each of them in like a little influencer campaign. Uh, I haven't spent any money on any big uh, professional advertising. Mm -hmm. um, I like it as far as, you know, if that's truly going to be the best way for you to do it and try to build them up, um, are you sharing their success stories inside of your Instagram page? Um, one's that retag my uh, Southern beauty. Yes. Is that part of like what's considered the influencer marketing is that they have to come back and uh, so many a month with you? 
No, the influencer marketing, I've um, gone to them and asked them to create footage at a cost, obviously. obviously. Is that like this post right here? Yeah, that's one of them. Yeah. So that would have been cut down into an ad. So as I'm looking at this, I would say that there's, I would, I would work on a little bit of the copy around that. So as I'm looking at it, you know, I'm really not getting strong keywords as to what this is going to provide for me. So I would look at things like rejuvenate, relax, um, revive, and figure out what some of those keywords are and really start to associate with it. Um, because those are what are really going to stand out and then trying to leverage those as like bottom base scrolls across the screen. So yep. really layering in those keywords because those are what are going to be remembered more than the actual text of the post. So if this yeah, is the majority right. of your audience is what are those keywords that you want them to associate with the product and how do you start to layer those in more? Okay. And use them over and over again. Yeah. And I would find like three to five. Three to five strong keywords. So when we were doing this with the flotation therapy centers that we were working with, the, we called them the three R's, relax, recover, rejuvenate, which is uh, yeah. a nice. very similar market audience to what you're dealing in now, which is uh, women with disposable income aged uh, 22 to 45 which is really where the beauty industry typically lays for stuff like that. Um, yep. And really layering in with those words, because those are what they've already been prone to associate with when it comes to beauty, health, wellness, and really laying into that whole thing. The other thing is, you know, what is, what is having good, I'll oh, see you're using them here, right? Re rejuvenate, revitalize. So really laying into one of those as opposed to, all of them yeah okay otherwise I wish there was a way i could show you the actual ads you, they they'll probably start popping up. yeah they'll probably start popping up now that you've searched it so what's nice about facebook is that is it this top one uh no Uh, it's none of those ones. There yeah, is. there it is. For those of you watching on YouTube or on uh, any other platform, make sure you go give them a like and a follow. What's nice about Facebook is that we can go into page transparency. And I can go inside okay. your library. Yeah. And I can actually see ads that are running. Oh, filter by all. There we go. So now here's, so here's all the ads that you have running or have been recently run. Uh, yeah, there should be more, I think, cause it's a, my marketing team. They might, it might be under their Facebook pixel. I'm not too sure. Oh no, these, these are the ads. These are, yep. Okay.
So out of these, which one is the best converting for you? Um, I think the retargeting one. I'm not too sure which one's the best or the influencer ad, which I think is um, the second. Yeah, that one there. Okay. The, yeah, that one. So one of the things that we found that works super, super well is you had a ton of amazing testimonials on your page. Use them as a text-based ad for this. You can do the video, right? But inside the header part of that up here, throw in the testimonial before the offer. Use the offer down here in the actual like call to action okay. in the ad, but pick out some yeah. of the ads that are, or some of the testimonials that work well for you and slap them in there. Those tend to be really, really high converting ads. Yep, testimonial, pin header. And put the offer in the footer. Yep. Another thing is that you're doing this 4K giveaway. Where, yep. where, are you, where else are you getting their data? What else could you do for it to be, you know, are they giving you a name, email, phone number? in exchange for getting entered into the giveaway? Are they needing to follow you? So, what, what is that call to action to follow up with them? The four, uh, um, 4K giveaway is just through my Instagram. Um, and it's pretty much just a like, follow and share. Okay. Um, that's totally fine. It's, it's a small call to action. Nothing super, super impactful as far as like they need to go to a website and register. It's all done pretty easily. You'd be amazed how many people don't actually follow though. They just right. um, share. Same thing. I would put 10% off site wide down here. Yep. Al almost, almost exclusively. Just because that's really what's going to push them into that call to action button more than it will be, you know, a key selling feature of it. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we're seeing a girl use the products. A little tutorial. Yeah. I like, I like those. Um, so for the next time that you do one of these, I would look at ways to implement humor or a before and after. Those yeah, I've been looking at yeah, before and afters. That's a really, really powerful video creation tool is a before and after. Yeah. And then on this vertical based one, are you running these for story ads only? Um, to be honest, I'm not too sure um, where they are based with the marketing team. I would see that these are probably going to be story based only ads. What's yeah. nice about story ads is that they're cheaper and they tend to have a higher conversion rate, especially down in Australia, New Zealand, and over in parts of Europe, they tend to convert a lot better and a lot cheaper. Okay. Yep. See, this is the influencer ad. Yeah. 
And they're just showing, for those of you that are listening, they're just showing a demo of the product. I, I like that one a lot. I think it's, it's fast enough pace to where you get the idea of what the product does and what it is. Um, yeah, that one we've had for a while and we just keep adding to it every time we get more footage. I would do the same thing though. So like over top of what you have now, what are the key words over top of this image for each one of those? So when they showed the black mask, is it detox? Is it right? Is it rejuvenate over some of them? What are some of those key words that you want to throw at them in that that are going to take it to the next level before that last one? Because you're throwing the shop now button as the call to action at the end, which is awesome because it correlates down with what's inside the post. But yeah. in the video itself, what, what other keywords can we pull out that are really going to jog my attention? Because otherwise, I don't know what this product does besides I apply it to my face. Yeah, because there's no sand over, um, over the top either. Right. So, so that, having that extra... Yeah, just big, bold keywords. Yep. All right. So this one has some sound. Yeah. All right, so it's showing you wash your face, body shower, kind of looking in the mirror. You're spraying the product onto the roller, rubbing it on your face. So I would say the same thing on this one. I think this one, that was a brand awareness. I'll buy a lot. I would try to cut it down by over half. Okay. Because they're going to decide in the first two two to three seconds, if that, if they're going to continue to watch. So what's the showstopper right away? And then what can we do to pull them into the story? Yep. The cut down by half. Otherwise, man, I think you're on a great pace. I would love to see the three-step conversion process on this, of moving them through the prospecting, the retargeting, and the re-engagement, and really having those stacked correctly and running simultaneously inside of Facebook's back end, that's really going to take you to the next level with this as far as how well those ads are starting to convert and converting them consistently. Yeah, 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 nice. And um, so I just keep trying, just trial and error more yeah. until find something that really hits and yep. scale from that. Yep. Don't be afraid to put anywhere from like five to seven different types of ads inside of each campaign because Facebook will automatically start to shift focus onto ones that are more high performing. Even if, so they introduced what's called campaign budget optimization about a year and a half ago, full force. And it's, it's one of the things to where it's a new feature that they want you to use, but it's not one that they require you to use, but they kind of automatically do it on the back end anyway. It's saying if I have a thousand dollars to spend on this ad campaign out of all the different ads and ad set levels I have, which ones are the highest performing and it'll automatically shuffle budget that way. But they ought, they do that anyway without us telling them to do that. So separating them out into those three different campaign levels, of acquisition slash prospecting, retargeting, and re-engagement, having different images and videos specifically for each one is going to be infinitely more powerful for you. And keeping them separated like that's going to help a lot. But inside of that, having you know the five to seven different types of ads in that are really going to help too, instead of it just being one or two of the same thing. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm totally with you.
on that one. Awesome. Cool, man. Well, thanks for your time. Why don't you let listeners know where they can follow you, find you, engage with your products? Yeah. Uh, Instagram at sudden underscore beauty. And like we were before, www.suddenbeautycare.com. Awesome, Joel. That's thanks for being here. Beautiful. Thanks.